This is episode 8 with Brianna LeBlanc. You get to hear about the battles she overcame which got her committed to optimizing her wellness and eventually doing the same for others. Welcome to 8 Billion Gifts. This is your host Sohil, a footballer, creative and student. On this show we talk to all kinds of people to discover their stories, their mindset and their unique gift. Hey everyone, today I'm joined by Brianna LeBlanc and we're going to be talking about a surprising factor that plays a huge role in your mental and physical well-being. Brianna is a wellness coach and model who is passionate about helping people feel amazing in their mind, body and life. She was diagnosed with celiac disease at 11 years old and suffered from mental health issues including anxiety and depression. Her entire childhood was a battle with chronic stomach pains, bloating, a lack of energy and motivation acid reflux, low iron, along with other health problems. Through overcoming that, she learned that by working on her mindset, gut health, and physical well-being, she was able to improve the way she felt, thought, and looked. This has allowed her to create a healthier, stronger, and happier self, and her goal is to share how you can do the same. Brianna, glad to have you on. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being on. I find it very interesting how your upbringing can shape what you're doing. Because for yourself, I know you have the modeling, but with the well-being, it seems that a lot of the battles that you went through and overcame has led you to do the work that you're doing right now. So for example, being diagnosed with celiac disease at 11, dealing with anxiety and depression, then having all those battles with chronic stomach pains and a lot of other health conditions. Tell us about the impact all that made on who you are as a person today. Hmm, Great question. Uh, I definitely feel like, you know, everything that happens in our life happens for a reason. And going through um, uh, getting diagnosed with celiac disease and different health concerns that I had growing up definitely really helped shape me and helped me find my passion in well-being and really helped me discover more of who I am and my unique gifts that I want to uh, bring to the world. So I definitely feel like this, this impacted me and through my um, concerns that I had and through my journey of discovering how to get well, um, I began to, to learn more about physical well-being and how it was impacted, how my gut was impacting my mind and how all that played a role and how I really showed up in the world, the experiences that I was having. And uh, so, yeah, I grew a really, really big passion for it. And when I discovered these things, I just knew that I had to get this information to the world, which led me to my wellness coaching today. Incredible. And I know a lot of what you're focused on with your coaching and with your well-being is on gut health, because as you mentioned, you had a lot of battles that you had to overcome, which were impacted by your gut health. For those who don't know what is gut health and how big of a factor is it to shaping your physical and mental well-being? Yeah. Uh, okay. So there's a lot, there's a lot of detail that I could get into here. So I'll, I'll try to simplify it as best that I can and relate it back to me and, and celiac disease. So people can have a better understanding of that. Um, celiac is an autoimmune disorder that affects the small intestine and the small intestine with gut microbiome, the trillions of bacteria that live within our gut, which has effect on all of our body's functions. Um, and, and through celiac, it affected my small intestine in the way that I was absorbing nutrients. There was a lot of inflammation there. And uh, because of that, it came out through other symptoms like 
bloating, um, fatigue, uh, lack of energy. Like I was saying, my motivation was really low because of how it was impacting my mental health and all of these things cycle. So, you know, my gut was feeling bad. And so my mind would feel bad. And because my mind would feel bad, I would eat foods that maybe didn't make me feel the greatest for a long time. I didn't know how gluten was affecting me, but it's not just gluten. It's like other, other foods and other factors in our environments as well. Um, and so over time, it was just this continuous cycle that uh, was perpetuating itself and, and wasn't really getting better. I'm sorry, what was your question? <laughs> kind of went off on a tangent there. I seem to do that sometimes. Yeah, so it was, what is gut health and how big of a factor is it to shaping your physical and mental well-being? Right. I think it's everything. I think it, it's, it's honestly, um, it's everything. Because like I was saying about that cycle, um, it's it's like impossible to be your best self and have the most energy and have the most motivation and happiness um, and just well-being in general to, to live the, your life to the fullest when your gut and your mind aren't at its optimal state. So I would say it's everything. Yeah, it's incredible how complex our health and well-being really is. It's all the systems coming and playing side by side and you have to make sure you optimize each one of them. I know we talked earlier about 90% of your serotonin is in your gut. And serotonin is that feel-good hormone. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of research is coming out now that shows that altered levels of serotonin can impact a lot of diseases and can lead to a lot of diseases, including irritable bowel syndrome, cardiovascular disease, osteoporosis. So yeah. knowing that your gut health has such a big impact on your health, I feel like it's an area that a lot more people should be paying attention to. Yeah, I agree. 90% um, of serotonin created in your gut. And this was a, a huge uh, awakening for me because when I was younger and I didn't really know why I was struggling, why I was feeling the way that I was, why I had such low energy, why I was sad, why I had no motivation, when everything else in my life seemed pretty good. And I just, uh, I got really down on myself because of this. And it caused a lot of like extra confusion, which caused more stress on my body. And, uh, you know, when I found this out, it was like a massive key to, wow, if I could improve my gut health, I could drastically improve the way that I felt uh, mentally. So that's a big part. I think another great thing to mention, especially right now with uh, what's going on in the world, is the fact that 70% of our immune system also lives in our digestive tract. And so by improving our gut health, our gut microbiome, our digestion, um, all of these factors in play then we can drastically improve uh, our immune system, which is like so, so important right now in the world and, you know, moving forward. Definitely. What are some things people can do to improve their gut health? Like what are some foods they should be eating? What are some things they should not be eating? Um, what, what should they look out for? Because I know uh, like research pushes whole foods, uh, don't eat processed foods. Are there other things that people should be looking out for to improve their gut health? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think all of those things are valid and there's so much information that you can find online for free. Um, what I did, what I was talking about in my wellness workshop, actually, because I, I did one a few weeks ago, a big factor that affects our, our gut health and our physical well-being is stress overall. And there's three different types of stresses. There's gastrointestinal stress uh, in our digestive system, like bloating and inflammation, uh, which has a multiple causes to it. Um, and yes, like whole foods and hydration, all ex exercise, all of these things are important. Uh, stress on our minds. So, you know, our thoughts, what we're overwhelmed with are different like stresses that's going on mentally. 
these all also have an impact on our gut through different uh, processes and also environmental stresses, environmental stresses like medication and antibiotics and toxins and pesticides and GMO. All of those play a massive factor in the way that we feel and our gut microbiome. So I feel that by reducing stress overall in our life in those three ways, we can drastically improve our, our gut health and our physical well-being. Yeah, stress is such a big factor in people's lives, like especially nowadays where everything is fast, you're moving quickly, you're always on the job, you're getting work done. People tend to get stressed a lot and they underestimate the impact that it has on their health. And a lot of diseases nowadays have been shown to be hugely impacted by stress. So what are some ways people can reduce stress? There's so many ways, and I guess it really depends on their individual stresses. Um, you know, whether it's in their, their gut, whether it's in uh, their minds overall. Um, but yeah, of course, like eating better, reducing the amount of uh, processed foods that they're eating, um, eating more whole foods, all of that, getting the proper hydration, um, also reducing stress. Um, I do a lot of like meditation, like breath work that really helps me uh, exercising regularly. That's also very helpful, but we have to be careful there that we're not over exercising. Yeah. You know, we're doing the right amount of exercise and, you know, um, but really just surrounding yourself with a proper environments and positive people. That's also like, like a massive thing. And just making sure that we're really setting ourselves up to feel good. Like ask yourself, what makes you feel good and do more of that. Yeah. Environment plays a huge role, not only doing things in your environment, like exercising, but also surrounding yourself with the right people who are optimistic, who are going to push you and who are going to have you in that happy state, because that can really help reduce that stress. Totally. Since we're talking about mindset. So I know a lot of uh, your work is about mindset. You also focus on the physical component, the mindset, they both integrate with each other. But with anything related to mindset, before any person changes they need to be self-aware they need to be aware of what it is that they want to change and that improvement can actually be made and it doesn't matter how much great content you filter into them if they're not aware that their mindset can grow and their mindset can change and be better in the future then they're not going to change so what are some ways people can become more self-aware well i think it's really there's multiple ways that i could answer this question um but really asking yourself, like, what it is that you want to create? Like, who is that person that you really want to become? I always talk about, you know, being like your best self or being like that better self. And really, who, who is that, that better self? What kind of life are they living? What are they doing? How are they feeling? How are they acting? Who are they surrounding themselves with? And really being able to paint that picture of, you know, who that person is. And then, um, you know, assessing your life now and seeing different parts of your life like okay i could use improvement now if your best self is surrounding yourself with you know positive people that push you or have different mentors like we we're talking about but right now in your life you don't have that it's like okay this is this is an area of my life that i can work on if your best self does exercise like four times a week going to the gym you're not doing that right now it's like okay i see that this area of my life um can use some some improvement so that's an exercise that i enjoy doing and that i continue to do every time that um, I want to incorporate new habits and really like level up in my life. Yeah. Interesting. So let's say someone develops that self-awareness and they identify the things that they want to work on, but they're stuck with old patterns and old stories that they're telling themselves and they really want to change and elevate to become that better version of themselves. 
How can someone break those limiting beliefs, the old patterns they're telling themselves and start to rewrite that new story? Yes, I, I think there's there's multiple things that we can do. And that's definitely something that takes time. Um, it's not just going to happen right away, but there is a way to, you know, really rewire your mind and rewire your nervous system. Um, um, because we all have like neural pathways that are that are built. And every time that we do something, it reinforces this pattern, it reinforces this. Uh, neural pathway and our reticular activating system and the things that are, you know, familiar and important to us. And so um, by continuous like reinforcement, that can be uh, really helpful. So reinforcing that through your environments, through the thoughts that you're thinking, through like affirmations, through different like visuals, meditation, visualization, all these things can be really beneficial to help um, create like this, this new pattern and habit in, in your life. Um, But also it really comes down to just like, uh, commitment and really choosing and committing to yourself. Cause I know for me, um, I, it comes down to like that belief and really that commitment to yourself. I remember being when I was younger, coming to like a fork in the road where I had to decide either I was going to continue living the life that I was living, you know, dealing with um, my old patterns, uh, my old eating patterns and the way that I was feeling and being stuck in this story of like, this is just my reality. Um, which would have ended up being no life, to be honest. Or I got to choose uh, if I was going to do everything possible in order to get well. And it was at that point when I realized that it wasn't it wasn't life that I wanted to to end. You know, it wasn't life. It wasn't this reality uh, that I was stuck in. But that um, it was just my patterns. It was you know these demons that I was dealing with in my mind and uh, the way that I was feeling physically. And I chose to also show myself evidence that it's possible through other people. So I remember like looking up different stories and, you know, trying to really surround myself and hearing, you know, the, the pe- people's stories and um, visualizing that. And this really helped me choose and commit to uh, this, this better life. So I think to, to sum that up, there's many things that you can do to help change your patterns, which I can like get really deep into. Um, but also just like believing that it's possible, surrounding yourself with proof of that. So for example, my coaches and my mentors, a big reason why I, I hire them and I have in my life is because they're proof of what's possible. They show me what's possible. They give me permission to be this person that I want to become. And I think that's so, so important. Um, but really like choosing that for yourself and you know, committing, committing to that better self and that better life. Yeah, I'm so happy you took that right step to now be able to do so many incredible things. And the tools you mentioned are great. Like you talked about setting yourself up in an environment where you see the evidence, because if you see the evidence, you know that it's possible. And mentors are a great tool for that because they've already had 10, 20 years of experience and you don't need to go through that anymore. You can learn from them and you can get their experience to achieving your goals. And it's really powerful to set yourself up in an empowering environment. I'm curious, what is a limiting belief that you had along your journey? And then how did you overcome it? Okay, there's, there's many examples I could use, but um, a great example for me, and it's like part of my wellness coaching, but a little bit separate because I'm a wellness coach, but I'm also a model. And a big limiting for me when I started is about confidence. And I was really, really not confident in myself. I was really not confident in the way that I looked in my skin. And I used to hide from the camera a lot, actually. 
Um, my mom was a photographer. So I grew up with always having like the camera around me, but I would always like hide myself from it. And when I decided to commit to this better self, this better life and really work on my mental and physical well-being, something that I did to combat my thoughts that I could never be confident um, was putting myself in those situations is pushing my comfort zone and forcing myself in front of the camera. I asked myself, okay, if I was confident, if I was this, you know, better version of myself that we were talking about before, what would I do? How would I feel? What would I wear? And so I started wearing these clothes that made me feel more cute and confident and getting my mom to take my photo, uh, seeing that, you know, I'm learning to be confident. I'm learning to be confident. And uh, that was a big challenge for me at the beginning. And then eventually it turned into a passion of mine. And now it's part of my career, which is honestly like a blessing. I'm really glad you share that because a lot of people are stuck in their bubble or their comfort zone and they have a lot of limiting beliefs. But if you if you just step a little bit outside of that, it doesn't need to be anything too crazy, but do something new today. Take on a challenge and step out of your comfort zone because when you do that, you realize so many things are possible that you didn't know were possible before. And it's through doing that our belief system changes. Yeah, I totally agree because it's not just about the thoughts that we think, but also the actions that we take. It's that reinforcement of action that builds that self-confidence because I can bet that everybody listening right now, there was a time in your life where you did something that you weren't confident, but the more that you took action towards that, the more that you worked at it, the more confident that you became. And so that's really how we build self-confidence. Exactly. You learn through doing. Mm-hmm. What are some habits you're taking on right now to optimize your well-being? I do a lot of things, but really what I think is super important and important for, um, you know, the audience to hear and something that I work on with all of my clients is morning routine. Morning routine is like so important for me because it really sets up the tone for my day. I know a lot of people wake up sometimes like stressed out or anxious. They got to do this. They got to do that. They're waking up in a rush. But when you wake up in a rush and automatically like already by the time that you wake up, your nervous system is like stressed out, then it's going to be much harder to be calm and at peace and happy and motivated during the day. Um, And so taking the time during the day to uh, do some meditation, do my workout, read a little bit and take some time for myself away from my phone. All of that is extremely important for me to uh, set myself up for a successful day. So that's like one of um, the, the really important habits that I have right now in my life and that I also teach my clients. Nice. Yeah. Morning routine is so important, but then also the night routine because that sets you up for the morning. Totally. And then just, just knowing you're in control of your morning, just using the first couple hours to do what you, what you want to do and to set the intention for the day. A lot of people wake up, they're on their phone right away or they react. And if you're able to get out of that and just really set the intention for who you want to be, what you want to do, what you want to accomplish, then it really sets the momentum for the day. So if you're listening to this and you don't have a morning routine, try it out. Make tomorrow the day where you where you take on a couple habits. So you mentioned meditation, journaling. Yeah, I think a big thing that you actually mentioned right there was the fact of uh, you being reactive and reacting to external circumstances, reacting to your environments, reacting to your current circumstances and surroundings versus you know, asking yourself and really committing to yourself, what feels really good for me. And because through that, sometimes we feel like it's, or some people feel like it's selfish to really take that time for yourself or invest in yourself. But that's honestly the best thing that you can do. 
because when you are um, in that better state yourself, you're able to be better for others. And I saw this with one of my clients, for example, and she's a mother and she was like, oh my God, how can I take this time and, you know, spend this money on myself? I feel so selfish, but she realized that she ended up being so much better for her family and, you know, her kids are so much happier that she's happier. They started taking up some of her habits and they're all drinking smoothies in the morning and going for walks and all of these things. So I think, um, yeah, when you can become less reactive to your situations and really, once again, committing to yourself and what is going to make you feel the best, um, that's going to shift everything because then all of your decisions are going to be viewed in a different way and uh, therefore you'll have different outcomes. You mentioned something great about taking that time for yourself because if you do take that time for yourself, then you're able to be better for others. And I think a common idea out there is you wake up and you need to, you need to do things for other people. And if you take time for yourself and work on your own projects and your goals and who you are, then maybe that's coming across as selfish. But it's really not because if you put in that work, if you have the time to really assess who you are, who you want to be, not only for yourself, but for other people throughout the day, then you're in a position to better help other people, to better inspire other people. And so having that time in the morning is crucial. And it's important to not have distractions during that time too. So you can't, you can't be journaling or meditating and then doing something else at the same time. That time is just block out the noise and it's you. Who do you want to be? How do you want to feel? And how do you want the day to go? For sure. Now, I think this next thing can help a lot of people because you're a wellness coach and people think, okay, wellness coach, you must be perfect. You have all these habits, you have this great mindset, but that's not always the case. And I think with every single person in this world, whatever it is that you're doing, you're always dealing with something and knowing that you know, you being a wellness coach that you're also going through some things and you also have your struggles and you're, you also have things that you're constantly improving on. I'm wondering, what are some things you're currently struggling with or have struggled with in the past that have really shaped you? And what are some things that you're looking to also improve on? For sure. Yeah, I think that's a great question. And something that I always mention online and to my clients as well is that it's about progression, not perfection. And so as long as we're progressing a little bit each day, and I feel like sometimes people think like, okay, when I achieve this, I'll be happy or, you know, I'm my best self when, but in reality, it's always a constant progression of, you know, just, just improvement and getting better if that's what we choose to uh, see and what we choose to the journey that we choose to follow. But every time that we level up, there's always going to be things that continue, uh, that continue to come up. So I mentioned before, like anxiety was a big thing. Social anxiety was a massive thing that I struggled with when I was younger. And that still comes up sometimes. I still get anxious about certain things, but I just built that self-confidence over and over that um, through taking that action that, you know, I can overcome this and I can do it again. You know, like I'm, I'm able to push through and overcome whatever it is. Uh, so I feel like every time that we level up, there's always going to be like these obstacles. There's always going to be that voice. But every time that we take action and reinforce this new habit, um, that it becomes easier. So I, I really, really um, believe that. Something else that I can mention in terms of uh, current struggles when it comes to health and uh, physical well-being was my recent show that I did. Uh, it was a bodybuilding show. So the Arnold's, I've done some bodybuilding shows in the past. And so this was a model search for a status magazine, which is uh, one of my sponsors, actually. 
uh, which was very cool. It's different, but I still had to get really lean for it. I had to get pretty lean. And this is, this goes against my values of well-being. So that was a mental struggle on its own to really get myself to do that. Um, but it just goes to prove that, you know, sometimes aesthetics is not always health. And sometimes people have the idea of like, okay, the idea of health is this super ripped lean body, but that's not always the truth. Um, because there's so many other factors involved in that. And for example, I lost my period for six and a half months because it had an impact on my hormones and it can have an impact on your metabolism and like your mental health. You really see this in, in the bodybuilding world, which I won't get into too much. And so, yeah, my body is still uh, recovering from that uh, particular event. Yeah. knowing that you're going to have those struggles, but it's not about what happens to you. It's how you react to it. And going through that experience has shaped you to become this high level wellness coach. And you've had all these experiences now, which allows you to help deal with other people's experiences. So there's always, there's always something to be learned out of any experience, really. For sure. And there's always room for improvement always, which is why, you know, I also work with um, a ton of mentors as well in, in the area of health and fitness and business and mindset. I'm constantly looking to to improve and widen my perspective because I feel like everybody uh, similar to you and like your uh, mission on on this earth that everybody has a message, everybody has a story, everybody has something to that we can learn from them. Um, and I believe that as well. So I'm always looking to learn from others and um, you know gain more knowledge and widen my perspective. Nice. Not only is it your birthday month, but you're also launching round two of an exciting program. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I'm super, super excited. I'm I'm launching round two of my Better Health program. And this program really goes in depth about a lot of the concepts that we talked about today, actually, when it comes to gut health and physical well-being and really understanding the process that goes on in your mind and your body and the correlation between it. Because it's when I understood this, like we talked about the immune system and we talked about the serotonin and the hormones a little bit um, and the gut microbiome. So I go a lot more into depth there so that people really understand, you know, why they're unwell currently and what to do in order to get better. Um, And also working on mindset and the internal dialogue and the way that we perceive things and, you know, the way that we talk to ourselves and confidence and embodiment and creating these healthy habits like there's so much involved in in that program and that's like my my mission it's my passion it's what i absolutely love to do so i'm extremely excited about it nice that's exciting and brianna last question what is your unique gift my unique gift um honestly i think it's it's just it's this it's this because like i said at the beginning of this podcast i believe everything happens for a reason and I was meant to go through those, um, that my health journey, my wellness journey to get to the point today where I'm really able to share this information for other people. I really believe that, you know, I motivate, I activate people to become a better self, to really take action towards their wellness and really giving them permission to step into um, their, their better self and become more self-expressed and become more confident. and. Yeah, that's my passion. That's what lights me up and what I could talk about all day. (laughs) I love it. Bri, I'm I'm so happy you were able to rewrite your story and you're now in this 
incredible field where you're able to help others achieve their goals and you help inspire so many other people. Where can listeners look to connect with you and learn more about you? Yeah, so there's a, a bunch of ways, but I think the best would be on my Instagram, which is at Brie, B-R-E dot fit model. And from there, they can find my website, BrianaLeBlanc.ca, where I have more information on my coaching and my offers. I'm also on Snapchat, on Twitter, on Facebook, on uh, like TikTok, on like all the social media. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. But um, yeah, so I think the best way is, is my Instagram. Awesome. Guys, all the links will be in the description. Make sure to connect with Bree, reach out to her, an amazing human on a mission to do amazing things. Bree, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and gift. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the 8 Billion Gifts podcast. Check out the links in the description if you are looking to get connected with this week's guest. This is a great platform to expand your network, connect with people who come on, and to learn something new at the same time. Stay tuned for next week's episode featuring a new story and mindset. In the meantime, keep learning, keep growing, and have an amazing day.